I learned from Turkey that if you're going to go to a protest and there's pepper spray, um, a student at another university said, put lemon in your eye mm-hmm. so the pepper won't sting as much. But won't the lemon sting? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've okay. heard of like milk and I've heard of milk being a like a. To, I can see that if you get pepper spray, that can like cancel it out. I have but, never heard lemon. Put lemon like before you get pepper sprayed, I guess. But then I don't know. Okay, uh, yeah, I was like maybe I have to look that up. I never heard that before. Maybe there's like a, a benefit that I, I never would have thought of. Yeah, but, okay. he said like they would put lemon in their eye. I'm like okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one cancels the other out. I don't know. That's I feel like I lemon would just be worse. But I mean, I if, if he he's out there, so he knows what right. he's talking about. I don't so. know. I was like, I've never been pepper sprayed. Maybe it's a chemical. <laughs> Thankfully, <thing. Yeah. laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Marley as the guest. Marley is another one of my college friends, and she is so sweet. She's one of the sweetest people I know. And recently, she invited me to hang out with her in her hometown, which included visiting her home to conduct this interview for the podcast. And so Marley spent some time telling me about her experience studying abroad in Turkey. She spent a few weeks there during the summer of 2013. And 2013 was apparently a a very tumultuous year. Um, There was a lot of political unrest going on at the time, which did raise some concerns. But Marley and the group she was with uh, were completely safe the entire time. And it also kind of added some depth to what they were studying, which included the political history of Turkey. And um, they also got to meet a lot of people representing various political parties, government entities, and even um, social movements and activism that was going on at the time. So um, Marley had decided to go to Turkey for a handful of very specific reasons. And it ended up working out for her in a really great way and she walked away with a really profound uh, sense of having learned um, a lot of important things and uh, having gained a greater appreciation for um, Turkey as a country and Turkish people especially. So uh, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my friend, Marley Sherard. Okay, so thank you for agreeing to be uh, a guest on this podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, and (laughs) I thought it was funny how, like, when I was telling you about it, I was like, oh, yeah, we can do, like, you know, a a Skype thing or whatever. And you're like, well, no, we could, like, hang out. We could do it in person or something. It would be an excuse to hang out. So, you know, now I'm here and making... Uh, a house call. Yeah. <laughs> so this is fun. It's a good house call, you know. Don't get too many visitors. So thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, thanks for having me, you know. Um, so, yeah, this is really good. 
And uh, I guess we can start with you introducing yourself, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, well, my name is Marley Sherrard. I graduated from Michigan State in December 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's about like two and a half years now. Okay. Wow, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Comparative Cultures and Politics. Mm-hmm. I also had an English major, which is like having the major or the bachelor's without the title. I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It was less money. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's about it for schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I work in development um, at the ACLU, one of their affiliates. Nice. Nice. And... Um, you when you were at MSU you studied in Turkey, right? Yeah. How long was that? Oh, that was about five weeks. Okay. At least five weeks. Four four of that which was um like actual like schooling. Mm-hmm. And then a group of people and I, uh, we all came in together. We mm-hmm. all flew into Turkey together and we all flew out of Turkey together. Mm-hmm. Um we stayed an extra week after just to kind of like explore the city. Okay. And this was in 2013. Yeah, summer of 2013. Okay. Between sophomore and junior year. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. And were you in, where in Turkey were you? In Istanbul or? Oh, we kind of went to two places, which okay. was really cool. The program that I was with, because my college was doing two Turkey programs. Okay. The college that I was with, um, we were in Ankara for half the time, okay. uh, which is the capital of Turkey. And then the second half we spent in Istanbul. Okay. Um, and we did like a little mini vacation in kind of this place called Cappadocia, which mm-hmm. looks like the moon. It really, Ooh, it really does cool. look like the moon and has a lot of interesting statues there too. Mm-hmm. Um, spent like that was like the break in between. Okay. Yeah. And um, was this so like? I'm assuming this wasn't like a Madison program, was it? It was. Oh, it was. It was. Okay. Um, so for some reason, I was thinking it was like a like an arts and letters thing. But yeah. Okay. I don't. It was a Madison mm-hmm. program. Okay. And I think, I at least our program, we had all Madison kids. Okay. Um, James Madison College of Public Affairs is the college that housed my major. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone on our trip, and we had ten people, mm-hmm. um, was a Madison student. I think the second program, which was in a place called Izmir, which mm-hmm. is a beachy place in mm-hmm. Turkey, I'm not sure if that was all Madison students. Okay. That's a good question. But that, wait, so you didn't do that other one. You did the one that was in Ankara and Istanbul. Yes. Okay. Now, okay, I don't, I'm not familiar, I don't know a lot about Turkey. I know they had us, like, learn about Turkey in, like, freshman year at Madison, but I'm not, um... It's just one of those places I don't know a ton about. Yeah. I do know that it's, like, huge. So, like, were you on, like, I don't really know about the... Was, is our Ankara and... Um, or is, am I pronouncing it correctly? It's Ankara. Ankara. Ankara and um, Istanbul, are they on the same side of the country? Are they well, on opposite sides? Well, it's actually really interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, Turkey's in a place where they don't really can... It's kind of hard to describe. Um because it's kind of considered the Middle East, mm-hmm. but it's not considered part of the Arab world. Oh, okay. Mainly, one key reason is because Turk, Turkish people, they speak Turkish. They don't speak Arabic. Ah, okay. Um, 
but like the actual like physical geographic location of Turkey mm-hmm. is very in the middle between like the Middle East and Europe, mm-hmm. primarily like Greece and like Eastern yeah. Europe. But so it's like really the Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. really like in the middle between those two worlds. And I noticed while I was there how it was trying to kind of merge and kind of fit its identity between both worlds mm-hmm. and how kind of like trying to fit into both worlds also kind of conflicted with that as mm-hmm. well and what if it could be um so it was just a very interesting place yeah. even just geographically which really to me influenced its culture right um Ankara is I want to say it's kind of like in the northern middle northern middle okay and then Istanbul um cause Turkey you're right Turkey um Part of Turkey does lie on the Asian side. That's okay. where most of the country's on. And okay. then the European side. Okay. We've got like a little tip of the peninsula over there. And Istanbul um, splits the strait okay. that's in between the uh, Asian side and the European side. Uh, so yeah, okay. Istanbul is literally on two continents. Wow. Basically, yeah. You know, it used to be, Istanbul was Constantinople, mm, which, yeah. yeah, so, you know, it was a really key player in trade, like, way back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, Istanbul is on two continents. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the city itself, that doesn't really play too much of a major part. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't really say, because um, maybe with immigration, I'm not sure, but um, mm-hmm. the way we got over, we were fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what was your um, initial interest in Turkey? Uh, well, I really wanted to go on study abroad. I went on kind of this whirlwind tour of Europe um, with my sister mm-hmm. in high school. And, you know, I've always liked traveling. But after that trip to Europe, I was like, oh my gosh, I just like, I want to go overseas again. I mm-hmm. like want to go someplace. But I didn't want to go to Europe necessarily Mm. like Europe's great you know has a lot of history um but um it's just kind of like okay another like western European area and I wanted to go someplace just different Mm -hmm. where you know more like my major we studied a lot of issues in like the developing world Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go someplace that um wasn't as so, you know, just as developed and have most of its shit together. <laughs> I'm not saying that Turkey doesn't, but it's uh-huh. just Europe. So you know, Europe's supposed to be this like bastion of civilization mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm like, I can't really learn too much there that hasn't already that I haven't already learned about Europe mm-hmm. and the f- typical world over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I was like, okay, I really want to travel again, but I don't necessarily want to go to Europe. Um, and this opportunity opened up, and the classes that were taught there were really interesting. We took state and society, and then women in comparative perspective. Mm. And thankfully, it kind of covered, knocked out like two required courses I had to take. Okay, nice. Yeah, my favorite professor um, was teaching the course as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just like, okay, this seems like a good fit. You know, Turkey, I really, I really did not know anything about (laughs) Turkey before I got there. Um, 
I was like, this is new, a mm-hmm. new experience. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Okay. And what was the... Was there any sort of way that they had y'all prepare before going to Turkey? Like, did you have to learn Turkish? Or did you have to... Was there some sort of, like, any kind of, like... Uh, cultural whatever I mean did they try to prepare you in any way before y'all went to Turkey yeah you know um, the time I went to Turkey Mm -hmm. was in 2013 Mm -hmm. it was really interesting because in February that was when the US Embassy had been bombed and two people had passed away and there was kind of growing political unrest Uh there so I remember for like our first meeting like for people who are interested in the group Mm -hmm. or in going um they talked about like how like everything's gonna be fine Mm -hmm. um you will not get you will not be around any protests and my professor (laughs) she basically said like if i see you anywhere near a protest you will be straight back on the plane home Mm. and i know like she she's not one to mess around so (laughs) i was just like yeah i guess you know i guess i was like okay you know I really wasn't concerned Mm -hmm. my mother was my family was and leading up to the trip she'd kind of be like are you sure you want to go especially in June Mm -hmm. because that's when the Gezi Park protests kind of exploded and that was in Istanbul and one of their major centers where Mm -hmm. there were riot police and tear gas and tons of people were getting injured so we were always constantly like kind of under the gun and for even kind of up to the start of the trip we didn't necessarily like know like is the trip going to be canceled are we going to still be able to go Mm. um but we kept marching forward Mm -hmm. we did take a quick we had this there's a turkish professor at msu and we had this like little turkish language seminar okay he was trying to explain the grammar and everything but probably like after the first five minutes okay like okay the vowels there's like oh well like the ending goes kind of at the front it's reversed from english mm-hmm. and this i was like i'm not gonna get this i can't get <laughs> turkish in an hour <laughs> i was like nope so oh, um <laughs> yeah so i was like well, well this will be interesting <laughs> hopefully someone speaks english not many people do who aren't students mm, so okay. that was um they tried to prepare us as best as they could but you can't learn turkish especially a language you have no familiarity with right um in an hour and a half I appreciate the effort. <laughs> yeah, you can only do so much in that little amount of time. Um, okay. And so you were a bunch of Madison students. Do you remember, like, about how many were you, were you yeah. in the group? Yeah, there were ten of us. Okay. Uh, evenly split. Five girls and five guys. Oh, okay. um, That wasn't on purpose, was it? No, I mean, just <laughs> how... It literally was just, like, how it happened. It'd be strange if that was, like, I don't I, know, COVID I or think, something. Because, like, so many people were just, like... With the unrest going on in Turkey, like, we really had to, like, pull just anyone we oh, could get to okay. go on the trip. I think we, like, mm-hmm. barely scraped by with the minimum of mm. ten. Um, and honestly, I think we did such a great job, because next year, 25 people went on the trip. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we had a group of 10, and it was just the right amount where, you know, I feel like if you maybe got tired of someone, you could go, like, 
talk with other people. Mm-hmm. But you could also, like, still get close to everyone, too, and, yeah. like, know everyone's name. Um, so, yeah, it was five girls, five guys, two people I had class with before, and they were in my major. Mm-hmm. And I think almost everyone, except for maybe one or two people, like, you kind of saw around because we are all in Case Hall together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. And so you were in, in, were you in class every day? Yeah. Um, okay. So in the morning, the first place we stayed at um, was called Middle Eastern Technical University. Okay. I think in Turkish it's called Ortadug Technik Universitesi. Okay. I'm very sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. I was um, you remember that, though. <laughs> I just remember, um, you know, when I was in Turkey, like, I just really tried to, like, at least hear how uh-huh. people were saying things uh, and like okay. I always try I think if you go overseas you always need to at least learn how to say please and thank you mm-hmm. in the language that the people speak so mm-hmm. I learned how to say please and thank you I learned how to say left and right at some point um <laughs> <laughs> but when we we're in Ankara we stayed at the that university mm-hmm. and we stayed at a guest house called like Isla Sabunshu which mm-hmm. was like off in the corner of the campus surrounded by like fields mm. like if you looked we were at the top of a hill if you looked out then you could see the main campus mm. um and in the morning we would get up kind of like have just kind of like a small lecture together and kind of like the little guest area living mm-hmm. room um and kind of just like talk about our readings so and then if we had like we also had class like down at the university so mm-hmm. we have to walk down the hill um and then we'd, they'd have a classroom set up for us, and we'd talk about the readings there as well. And then we'd have speakers come in, mm-hmm. and they'd tell us about their work in Turkey. And I, we either had sometimes class in the morning, a field trip later in the day, or, like, the whole day was a field trip. Okay. Um, like, I think our one of our first field trips was actually talking, going to the Turkish parliament and meeting with a member, the only female member of the ruling party, which is the AKP party. Hmm. So we got to, like, sit in one of their conference rooms. and Interesting. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It was just like, I'm sitting in the Turkish parliament. Yeah. Like, I don't even get to do that in the United States. I mean, wait, so she's the only female member of the entire parliament? Yeah. So the ruling party at the time, and still is, is the AKP party. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Erdogan was the prime minister. And they're more um, conservative. Okay. With, um with their policies mm-hmm. um which is kind of i think a little regressive of the way turkey was thought of as a state because mm. turkey was originally like kind of like one of the centers of the ottoman empire mm-hmm. when the ottoman empire fell um its last remains like kind of centralized and cemented in turkey and that's okay. where a lot of the basis of its culture comes from right and the leader to come out of that, his name was Ataturk, mm-hmm. Kamala Ataturk, I believe. And he really tried, wanted to try Turkey to modernize. And um, one thing that was particular is that the Turkish language doesn't use, um, like, Arabic characters. Mm. They use Latin characters. Mm. And he thought that was really pivotal in getting Turkey to be more of, like, more a modern. westernized, like, oh, ideally, okay. like was an ideal westernized mm-hmm. state. 
and like at the time like really getting like women involved in life and jobs and Turkey is a predominantly like Muslim country like don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but there was a time where there was such a stark separation of church and state like they really wanted just religion to just be in the home where women women who were Muslim and they if they wanted to wear the hijab they weren't allowed to wear the hijab in public oh wow yeah yeah that's very it's totally like that's like very European yeah it's totally I mean, not I mean that happens everywhere would. but I feel right. like there are a lot of European and European countries there are a lot of rules like that yeah like, it's sh- totally not what you would think yeah. for <laughs> at least like for a, for a Muslim country predominantly yeah. Muslim country yeah. and so you know there are people like in the 60s and 70s were advocating for more freedom of religious expression mm-hmm. and now it's fine um but it's interesting i am um, uh it seems like erdogan at the time maybe still is is trying to move turkey back to a more um conservative more religiously focused valued country mm. So more yeah. like neighboring like Arab countries, even though yeah. it's not an, an Arab country. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Really, it's really interesting. Yeah. So that's like the that's the ruling party, and then she was the only female member. Yeah. Wow. At the time, we yeah. also got to meet with the major opposition party, which was called CHP. Okay. Very just stark differences and ideas. Really. Yeah. Okay. Just more about. Um, were they more aligned with like Ataturk or even like further than Ataturk in terms of being uh, more aligned with Ataturk and um I would say not as religiously based policies. Okay. Um very real they were really like anti um anything Ataturk. Oh. I mean excuse me, really anti anything Erdogan. Oh, okay. Um so yeah, you could tell it at the time we talked to him. Mm-hmm. You could tell he was not happy with what the current mm-hmm. makeup of the government looked like. Yeah, it's yeah. good that you got to meet people from from both parties though yeah. to like get a more nuanced perspective of what what the political climate is there. You know. Yeah. No, we got a really. I think all right. My professor in the college did a great job like scheduling out the itinerary, mm-hmm. bringing in great speakers. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got to go to a um a like a feminist organization mm-hmm. nonprofit yeah um and they were they gave us literature about child brides in turkey and mm-hmm. how that's still a big thing and how they're trying to fight that particularly in the rural regions of mm-hmm. turkey um we had I'll never forget this we had we we're talking about lgbt um people in turkey yeah and we had the man that came in to speak he literally came in like all disheveled and kind of like flustered and he said yeah i just came back from a protest Mm. and everything like i you could tell like he was still kind of flustered he was telling us about like how you know there is like um gay there is gay life in turkey but it's still kind of still kind of quiet mm. and everything okay so yeah that was really interesting mm-hmm. just seeing like someone like fresh from that right yeah like still active and out there right yeah. i learned from turkey that if you're going to go to a protest and there's pepper spray um a student at another university said put lemon in your eye mm-hmm. so the pepper won't sting as much but won't the lemon sting that's what i thought <laughs> <laughs> i'm like Oh, 
heard of milk being a like a. To, I can see that if you get pepper spray, that can like cancel it out. I have but, never heard lemon. But lemon, like before you get pepper sprayed, I guess. But then I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like maybe I have to look that up. I never heard that before. Maybe there's like a, a benefit that I, I never would have thought of. Yeah, but, okay. he said like they would put lemon in their eye. I'm like okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one cancels the other out. I don't know. That's I feel like thinking. lemon would just be worse. But I mean, I if, if he he's out there, so he knows what right. he's talking about. I don't so. know. I was like, I've never been pepper sprayed. Maybe it's a chemical <laughs> thing. Thankfully, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Nice. And um, I guess uh, because you were in, uh, you spent time in. Ankara, and then also in um, Istanbul. Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, <laughs> I'm wondering: is there like a, obviously the two different cities? And Ank- Ankara is the capital. You said, I guess it is. Okay, so I guess I'm wondering about the, what kind of feel you got from the two cities? Like, is one do, does mm-hmm. one have a certain do they does one have a certain character that the other doesn't have, or yeah, people definitely. a certain way in one place or one city compared to the other? Yeah. Um, so our first city was Ankara, mm-hmm. and when we arrived, the there were three girls in my group that mm-hmm. we arrived with, or that I arrived with, and once we all got settled into our hostel, we stayed at a hostel like mm-hmm. the first two days before the program actually started. Uh, we went to walk around and. I noticed that um, that there weren't too many women walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, since I was like, I'm not sure what the attires look like. Um, we all went out at first with kind of like longer pants on. Mm-hmm. I remember I was wearing capris, and I was wearing a um, Michigan State like women's fitted T-shirt, just trying not to like show any like major mm-hmm. shoulder or anything. Right. Another girl was wearing a tank top, and the other girl was wearing a jean jacket mm-hmm. um so i wouldn't say we were like showing off like a lot of skin and maybe it was just like the three of us just together mm-hmm. um but we did get like a lot of looks um because we're just new in mm-hmm. a place nothing like mean or anything but we just walked around and went to the market um but yeah i would definitely say like ankara as a city if you're not on the university is more conservative Mm -hmm. with attire i really didn't see any woman with jeans or excuse me um with like shorts on Mm -hmm. in ankara um except one woman she was wearing like jeans like short jean shorts and like a tank top yeah Uh, but she looked like she knew where she was going and everything Mm -hmm. um so yeah ankara is definitely a bit more conservative and there i just tried to be more modest with my outfits um, but you don't have to, you can wear like short sleeves, um, like long shorts and stuff and be fine. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference between like university attire and, um, like local attire in Ankara. Cause when you're mm-hmm. on the university, it literally just looks like you're on a college campus at, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone's dressed kind of like chill and in t-shirts, um, just how they want. Yeah. Um, no, I, mean, I didn't did not see many women in hijabs. Um, but the campus is beautiful, by the way. Mm. It's really like landscapey and <laughs> cool. Um, 
but in Istanbul, like, Istanbul is, like, such a cosmopolitan city. Mm. Like, people could be dressed any which way. I I wouldn't say I saw anything too, like, so scandalous. That's not a word. Scandalous. Scandalous. Oh, I think, I I think you're thinking of... Scintillating? Is that the word? Maybe that's it. Scintillating. But, like... Scintillating? Shoot. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Scandalacious is a new word. Okay. Okay. That I'm Fine. pointing on this. <laughs> Scandalacious. Um, <laughs> Salacious. That's yes, the word. Yes, that's it. Thank you. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so, so I knew it was someplace. It starts with an S. Right. <laughs> I didn't see anything like salacious, but you know, like there's nightlife and like people go out mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, Cosmopolitan. I mean, Cosmopolitan. Istanbul was just kind of just like any major city. Okay. You know, everyone's kind of there. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, a lot did, of tourists too. Did you feel, um, did one appeal to you more than the other? Or were they both just kind of oh. like cool to you? I mean, I don't know if you had a preference at yeah, all. Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I don't know. I think I really appreciated being in Ankara, mm-hmm. especially being in Ankara first. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just have like a pre, I think it's kind of closer to what normal Turkish culture and city life is like mm-hmm. um compared with istanbul where it's kind of just like a free-for-all and it's so big and there's so many people yeah um and i know someone on the trip said like i'm glad we started ankara first because like if we had gone from istanbul to ankara we would just felt so repressed <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like Yes, I, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> um, oh my but both are really, both are really cool cities. Okay. Um, and Cappadocia also very touristy, mm-hmm. but more towards the Ankara side with kind of just not dressing too crazy. Yeah. 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 So I know you said you tried to learn like a few words to get by. I guess I'm wondering. Um, like, were you all together most of the time? And if not, like, did you have an interpreter or a guide with you? I guess in your day-to-day, yeah. since you didn't know Turkish, in your day-to-day life, were you with people so that it wasn't a big deal? Or did you have, like, a native Turkish speaker with you? Yeah, we kind of had both. Okay. Um, most of the times when we went out, particularly if we went off off the university campus, yeah. we had to, we were either had to go in a group or um, we had to have our guide with us. Okay. Her name was... Um, Doigu, she was so nice. Um, uh, so yeah, she would come and like translate for us. Mm-hmm. I would say in Ankara though, because kind of the only place where you could kind of like relax and party. And I mean, I didn't really personally like party or drink too much, but mm-hmm. when we did, it was only kind of on the university campus. There was like a bar right off the gate from mm-hmm. the university. Um, and then we'd all, we could just go by ourselves, but I feel like everywhere we went was with a group. Mm-hmm. Um, although, um, like the second day we got there before the program started, we walked to a bar and again, I'm not really a big beer drinker. Mm-hmm. So I, um, went, I decided like, Hey, like, I'm not going to drink too much. I'm kind of tired. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. So I decided to walk back to the hostel by myself, kind of like in the evening. Mm-hmm. And personally, I didn't feel looking looking back like I didn't feel like scared or anything. Like mm-hmm. it's daylight, whatever, it's fine. But this random random guy 
on the street. Um, he kind of notices me and he tries to like talk to me. I guess he's in, speaking in Turkish. I'm speaking in English. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really understand each other, but I get the idea like, okay, he's going to like walk me to my hostel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really like, um. okay. <laughs> but I really like, he was a really, I could tell like he was just, he was really actually like concerned about my safety. Huh. Like okay. we like tried to talk to each other. And we kind of understood things. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got to my hostel, which wasn't too far, he kind of just like waved and like went on his way. And I never. Oh, so he was. Oh, okay. He was literally he was just really like, trying to help you. He was really okay. trying to help me and okay. just like make sure I just wasn't walking by myself. Okay. I mean, I guess that's. I guess that's the thing, you know, like maybe. I don't know. Maybe women shouldn't walk by themselves or oh, something. That's good. Yeah. So, I couldn't tell where you're going if he was being creepy or whatnot. But now he was first, just trying to help you. At first, I was okay. like, kind of, what are you doing? But he kind of like, I could kind of tell he's like, I'm going to like walk you to your yeah. hotel so you're like not alone. Uh-huh. Even though it was right down the street. And looking back, I guess like that might have just been like hubris and just thinking like, I can just walk back to my hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe nothing would have happened. I don't think anything would have. But yeah. looking back, I you know, I I guess I kind of appreciate, you know, like a stranger literally stopping, mm-hmm. turning around, and walking me back to my hostel. Yeah, that yeah, is really nice. Yeah, just kind of just, like, just make sure, like, I got there okay. Because, I'm like, there's, I was counting the black people <laughs> that I saw in Ankara. <laughs> How many black people did you see in Ankara? Maybe about, like, 20. I think oh, about, that like, many? Yeah, but that was, like, after, like, two weeks. Oh, okay. It was, like, two weeks, I'd be, like, one. Okay, two. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I used to... Well, not so much in France, because France, especially in Paris, they're, like, tons of black people. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Well, well not, like, not, like, tons of black Americans, per se, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, former colonies mm-hmm. and, and, like, African and Caribbean, yeah. you know, or people who, like, moved to France. Like, there are tons of... Especially in Paris, there's, like, all different kinds of people. So, right. I didn't I didn't count while I was in yeah. France. <laughs> but in Japan, I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't keep track. I feel like I counted a lo- the same person, like, five times because I wouldn't keep track. I would just be like, oh, so... <laughs> I would keep it in the back of my head, but then I keep getting mixed up. So then, instead of actually counting, I would just be like, I would just try and, and notice and remember. Okay, did I see any black people today? No. Okay, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'd be like, I but no, I used to do that too, where I would try and see how many black people I could find around like, me. I'd come back and be like, I saw two black people right. today. <laughs> be like, how many black people did you see, Marley? Like. Haven't seen any yet. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I like looked at a place and he's like, I should help this girl yeah. wherever she's at. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that could have gone very bad, but mm-hmm. lucky I ran to a very nice person who was like, I'm gonna just you yeah. Know, help that's her. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Because uh, okay, so you said you were mostly in, in in a group most of the time. Yeah. Did you um like were you okay with that? Did you find that to be restrictive or I don't know? It could be that you weren't really trying to venture by yourself, but I don't know. Um, Did that was that was that were you okay going in groups? I know I was talking to your sister. And she was like, yeah. group, group <laughs> stuff. Group travel is not for her, but. Was it? I don't know. How yeah. did you feel about it? Honestly, we had. I think ten was the like was really a blessing okay. for the trip. Like <laughs> it was just enough. It was truly like just enough where we were like a big enough group where no one would mess with us. Mm-hmm. But if we wanted to like 
go off and have little adventures. We could find at least like one or two people yeah. and be like, hey, you want to go do this? Like for safety, mm-hmm. especially because we don't speak the language. Yeah. Um, and kind of like with the unrest going on, um, it was just kind of comforting to just like have like someone go out and, mm-hmm. um, excuse me, um, and it was also just enough where like when we wanted to do like a big thing, like we went to like, a, it's definitely a Turkish, I mean, excuse me, a tourist thing, but we went to like a, kind of like a Turkish mm-hmm. whirling dervish night in Cappadocia. Mm-hmm. It was literally called Turkish night. Mm. And we all were just like, you guys want to go? Like at first not all of us did, but mm-hmm. we kind of got everyone together and we went and we just, it was such a great night. Mm-hmm. We just kind of danced and had fun and I'll never forget that. So 10 was really like just the right amount. Mm. It haven't been evenly split between um, like girls and guys, mm-hmm. you know. It was just I'm very thankful for the amount of people that I had on the trip and like for the people that I had on my trip. Yeah, we had a pretty good group and That's like good. my professor was cool. We had a guest professor who also does a thing on um, like a tourist thing on Facebook, I think. Mm. Um, like all just like really pretty cool people. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. In Istanbul, it was even... We had more freedom, because, you know, Istanbul is so many tourists and everything. You kind of, Mm -hmm. like, have more freedom to go different places. Mm -hmm. But we also had Turkish students, like, in the class, like, Mm -hmm. learning with us and talking with us. Yeah. So they really, like, knew the city. Mm. And they would tell us, like, oh, go here, go here. We even had lunch at um, my roommate's... um, her name was Ekin. Um, uh, we even had lunch one day at her house. Like, she invited mm. us over and made us, um, uh, was it kofta? I think that's the type of meat they have, which was really good. Mm. Um, so we got to see where she lived, like, see, like, a real Turkish house. So that really, that really, it was really kind. I really yeah. appreciated that. Just really seeing how people live yeah there that was really that's the part i, really I enjoy nice. most too because it's like it's good to be able to check stuff off a list to feel like you've um you know because you want to go and feel like you've seen the important things or the more like noteworthy things but it's also nice just to like like you said see how people live and, yeah. and just like observe that and right. be in the midst of that so yeah because i feel like so much of our life is just well, obviously, is so much of our just, like, day-to-day. Mm-hmm. What do we do day-to-day that kind of builds our world? And we all have, like, big experiences and events. Yeah. And it was really interesting. When we were at the our um, campus in Istanbul, they had this huge party. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly even sure for what. But people were dressed to the nines. Mm-hmm. People were fancy. Girls were beautiful and, like, skinny. Yeah. I was just like, oh, dang. You know, <laughs> I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Um but you know just kind of like seeing like what is it like outside of this university campus where they're always having speakers come mm-hmm. in and events going on mm-hmm. you know you definitely you can definitely be in a bubble on campus yeah and that i think that's anywhere mm-hmm. now you mentioned how um uh, turkey is like in between like the the arab world and like europe like yeah. mediterranean and and all that um and i vaguely remember there's like I guess this ongoing debate on whether Turkey should be counted as European or not I don't know if you were able yeah. to learn about whether people see themselves as European or whether they want to be included in like the EU or anything like that 
Yeah, that's um, that's actually really. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I personally, I kind of think it's they really Turkey, at least at a time, mm-hmm. really wanted to be part of the European Union. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think this is really mostly Europe's fault. Like what, what colonization like superior complex is not Europe's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so this again, I think this is just really like no matter how much Turkey would modernize mm-hmm. or try to peer more Western, mm-hmm. the EU and Europe would just not really accept them. Mm-hmm. Really, just still kind of other them. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, like, maybe it does have something to do with the Ottoman Empire. I don't know. Okay. Um, but, you know, the European Union came in, like, the later half of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And to me, just, I think just Europe, to me, Europe's animosity toward them, I think, has really pushed Turkey to kind of tap more into their, the, I don't want to say Arab side to their culture, but more, um, religiously middle eastern like value side of their culture okay um because i remember we were talking to the akp lady at parliament she did not um seem very um she did talk about how like you know they like tried all these different things and like how the european Mm -hmm. union still hadn't really accepted them um so I could kind of understand mm-hmm. like why she, why her party may be upset about that, and why Turkey may be going more like, okay, well we're not gonna do this because obviously it isn't working. Mm-hmm. Whatever we do for Europe isn't working, mm-hmm. so we're gonna turn to kind of like maybe more towards who we are and, mm-hmm. and what our values are based on. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I can't really kind of to me blame Turkey for the kind of regressive policies. Mm-hmm. That, I don't want to say regress. Well. Maybe with, uh, to me, what I've seen from Erdogan mm-hmm. lately and the ruling party and how he's being more autocratic and Turkey seems, to me, seems to be leaning more away from democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that's good, but I can see how kind of always being rejected from Europe kind of mm-hmm. like pushed them yeah. over to this side. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's like, why are we trying so hard to do this thing that... And they're not going to accept this. Right. I'm also wondering, though, is it, like, is it just to, is it just, like, a desire to be more modern? Is it, I guess I'm wondering what's in it, what would be in it for Turkey to be considered European? Is it, like, is it sort of an aspiration to whiteness? Or is there, like, an economic or some other sort of benefit for them to be counted as part of the EU or just, you know, reframed in that sort of way? I, I, I can't really say. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have a place to say well, if, right, yeah, if it's right. an aspiration <laughs> for um, whiteness. Uh-huh. But, you know, when Ataturk was around, he was very... And Turkey switched to not using the Arabic alphabet and the Latin alphabet. Mm-hmm. I do think that was kind of a point where he was saying we are... He did... That Turkey was did not think that being part of the Middle Eastern side of mm-hmm. the world was um, was necessarily going to help their country and mm. maybe thought of it as being more backwards. Oh. Maybe. 
Um, again, I can't really say. Right. I just, you know, just from the what we read mm-hmm. and from like the changes that I saw. To me, the alphabet thing really stands out because you know how your language is written and spoken. Mm-hmm. I think really plays a part into like who can read your language yeah. and like what type of um, history you're trying to play into. Yeah, like if you're playing if you're writing and reading in the Latin characters, then mm-hmm. you know that's based out of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Maybe, but you know, back then Turkey was, I think, by the time I think Turkey was really kind of just dealing with this, like, um, this kind of maybe this complex mm. of like, we're gonna be a modern, like, Middle Eastern country, mm. like, we're not gonna, they're not, we're not gonna deal with what they thought was like backwards, mm-hmm. like, more Middle Eastern brown people stuff, right? Um, but we're not fully European. We're like a better version hmm. of that. And mm-hmm. I do. Uh, my uh, roommate did tell me once that um, Turkish people they thought like they have like two kind of bones on the side of their head. It's like when you touch someone there, you can tell they're Turkish. I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> that's, I'm like that's just what I heard. But I, I also. Feel like- <laughs> I feel like there are, I can't say a lot of cultures. I know in, like, Japan, they, it's, like, oh, and again, I don't know how popular that is, the idea is, but the whole thinking that, like, in terms of, I guess in places like maybe Turkey and Japan where you can kind of tie, like, nationality to, like... Uh, a physical character, Right, like, ethnic homogeneity is that how you pronounce it yeah i'm losing my words today (laughs) but like then there's this whole idea of like japanese people have this specificity that other people in the world don't have so i don't know that just reminded me of that like Like the the whole forward the the forehead thing it's like okay i mean i can't obviously i can't prove or disprove that because i'm not a scientist but that seems oddly specific yeah it was i was just like Oh, like if you say so. <laughs> like I'm like I haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay. So yeah, that's I like to me. Turkey is. I'm really thankful to go. Is like because Turkey is literally such an interesting place. It's so unique in how it's trying to I think come to grips with this these two sides of mm-hmm. its history. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, I know you're not, like, an expert on this stuff, and I know you're not, like, Turkish, so, like, your perspective no. is, like, automatically <laughs> some, uh, limited, mm-hmm. but I just figured I'd ask, because you would know more than I do. I don't, I've never been to Turkey, so. I know. And I don't research that type of stuff, type of stuff, but, um, I just thought I'd ask, because that's one yeah. thing I do remember, is, like, is it, like, <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> I know, like, it's just, it's also, like, a. I talked to one of my friends who she's uh, she studied German for a really long time, mm-hmm. and she's been to Germany multiple times. And we had talked about like how um, the Turkish population there because there's a really yeah, large there Turkish is. population there in Germany, and in that's Germany. kind of an issue too. Because people, say, don't, like, want they don't, really people don't want people don't really like <laughs> Turkish people. I learned that on the plane. You, wait, me? What do you mean you learned it on the plane? <laughs> so it was my flight. I think it was my flight from. Mm-hmm. Um, Going there, we took a flight from Detroit yeah. to Frankfurt, one of the German airports, oh, okay. and then from the German Why did airport, I just think Kentucky? I was like, why <laughs> would you go to Kentucky? 
Lord have mercy. I'm sorry. Ignore me. Go ahead. So Detroit to Frankfurt, Frankfurt or somewhere in something. Germany. I don't know. Okay. Oh, and then we flew from, um, shoot, like Frankfurt to Istanbul, mm-hmm. the Istanbul airport. Okay. Um, I think that's how it went. Or maybe. Anyway, I'm on my flight from going from Germany into Turkey. Yeah. Um, maybe I actually think it was the Ankara airport. Anyway, flying into Turkey yeah. from Germany, mm-hmm. I sat on the plane next to this woman who was Turkish, uh-huh. um, but she married a man who was German, so okay. she like flew back and forth uh, across that a lot. And okay. She did talk about how there is like. The German people do not necessarily like um, mm. all their Turk the the Turkish population. Mm. I'm not even sure why there's a giant Turkish population there, to be honest. But I did actually read. Uh, I saw a recent headline about how Turkey's like latest something has really like may have permanently hurt its relationship with Germany. Mm. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, so that's still not over. Yeah. You know what can you do? Yeah. You're a minority in Europe. Yeah. Well, thank you for, uh, you know, informing me more. You know, I know that, um, or as, as best you could. Yeah. You know. it, so. Yeah, definitely one of the most interesting things in really seeing how, like, even the locals talk about it. Mm-hmm. The, the university students are very progressive. Yeah. They were a lot, of, a lot of them were in the streets protesting and getting tear gas. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them don't like Erdogan. Yeah. Um, so and, when you were talking about like the like the bombing and the protests, is that mostly like in uh, like against the current ruler or the current ruling party? Yeah. Okay. So the Gezi Park protest started was an is started off in Istanbul, mm-hmm. and it was because it started off because there's like a green space mm-hmm. in the park, um, and the the government was gonna like bulldoze it over for commercial properties. Mm-hmm people didn't want that you know like we need this green space um so they protested but it was really more like a catalyst to, for a lot of upset feelings and mm-hmm. um of towards the current AKP ruling party yeah um and kind of like kind of like the lack of democracy and kind of like the grabs for power mm, Erdogan okay. was trying to reach for um so that's kind of really that's the Green space kind of like why like why they started, but the feelings towards the current government were kind of like the real underlying mm-hmm. reasons like why people were so upset. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the it's interesting. The students are very you know, they're they they're not in favor of the current AKP party at least when I was there mm. and that was like um shoot God that's like almost five years ago now. Mm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I was there. They um, they uh, weren't fond of it, but like okay. the local people and some of the shop owners, they really, they were kind of happy. They were okay with what he was doing, mm-hmm. what Erdogan was doing, and one guy, a shop owner, um, told me that he thinks that if Erdogan today or at that time, ran against Ataturk, Kamala Ataturk, mm. who is literally the father. Ataturk means father. Mm. So Atat- Kamala Ataturk is like the father of the Turkish nation, like mm. our George Washington. Mm. Um, 
they say that if the two had you know gone head to head in a race that he thinks Erdogan would have won and I thought that was really interesting since they both represent very diverse spheres of how Turkey should interpret its politics and Mm -hmm. policies and culture yeah yeah okay yeah and okay so I'm sorry I'm asking you all these like turkey questions no it's fine (laughs) but I just have one more question in regard to turkey in general that's kind of like outside of the realm of your own personal experience but um was there like a coup or an attempted coup like in the last couple years yeah yeah there was yeah that was I did when I saw that I I can't say I'm I keep abreast of a lot of international Mm -hmm. news as I would like to uh, but I did when I heard that I was like what mm-hmm. but I also like wasn't surprised and I but it was also to me it was a little sad um, because I do think the Turkish regime not regime the Tur- Tur- I think, I think Turkey right now is going to a more autocratic mm. type of government and lean away from democracy mm-hmm. kind of like what we're seeing here I think in the US yeah um, and so that's me. That was really interesting to see to see like an actual like military coup, like put on by the military. Um, and it failed, but a lot of citizens were weren't supportive of the coup. Like they oh. still wanted to keep. They thought like the military was doing the wrong thing, and they wanted to keep. They're fine with having Erdogan mm-hmm. in power. I'm not saying a military coup is the answer mm-hmm. to, um, to I think, this autocratic trend in mm-hmm. Turkey. Um, but it was a little, it was a little interesting to see how people seem to like not have a problem with what Erdogan was doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was really, I was like, hmm. Because um, I guess that's interesting, too, because from what I last heard at MSU, the turkey program has been canceled. Oh. Yeah, like, I don't think they're... They did it a year. I know they did it a year after I was there, but I haven't heard much from it since. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I just... That's unfortunate. Yeah, I think that means getting... It, I mean, maybe at least for Americans, it's not being... It's not as politically friendly, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm not sure, yeah. I'm not sure what our relationship is with Turkey too much right now. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I guess, you know, if a military coup is going on, maybe. 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 (laughs) the best time. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't go right there. Okay. So, yeah. Well. The perfect time. Yeah. Okay. And you, um, you're obviously there to, like, study like you were in class and everything um did you have to was there like a final paper or final project you had to do at the end of your study abroad experience there there were we had to write um a few papers mm-hmm. i think while we were there we had to present we had a my we had my main professor and mm-hmm. uh, then we also had a um professor candidate i okay. want to say um who majored in journalism mm. um no, excuse me, majored in tourism. Like, so he was a tourism professor. Mm. And we had to um, pick pictures of what we thought represented Turkey. Okay. And present them to the class. So that was actually pretty fun. Um, and I know 
Yeah, we had to have to write a paper at the end. And we had to write a paper on, um, like, the on our fem, feminist perspective mm-hmm. course, too, as well. Okay. Yeah. I believe I wrote that paper on um, that party that was at that really fancy party mm. at um, that university in um, Istanbul. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And how did you uh, keep in touch with your family while you were away? Or did you yeah, communicate with them a I lot? did. A lot of it was to just let my mom know, like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we're fine. Um, but I Skyped with her a couple times, I think. Um, and he, I called, um, this was, I will, it's kind of a sidebar, mm-hmm. but, uh, my mom got me a, um, calling card, mm-hmm. um, with a few minutes on it, and I was like, I'm not gonna need this, like, I can just, you know, mm-hmm. use the Wi-Fi to call you if I have to, that's mm-hmm. fine, and we had a colleague on our trip who kind of, like, who kind of knew how to, like, um, bargain and kind of like know how to find what you need Mm -hmm. like on the streets when it comes to phones Mm -hmm. um and so they would like um at the time they would get like sim cards and use them until like i think the government like picked up like this was an unregistered sim card and cut off the minutes and Mm -hmm. the wi-fi i didn't do that i'm just like eh, it's fine i don't really need to like I'm not a big social media person, so mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need to be on Facebook yeah. or posting or anything. Like, this is, I'm fine to be disconnected from technology from <laughs> this time, mm-hmm. at least for the internet. But when we were in Cappadocia, I got a call from um, my credit union, mm. and my card had been hacked, and someone was using it to purchase $500 at Meijer. What? Yeah. <laughs> when I was like, what? <laughs> and there's like, yeah, we stopped that. One, because it was such a big purchase. But two, because you're also not in the right. country. I was like, uh, no. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thankfully, I'm so I cannot thank her enough for this. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go anywhere overseas, you should just have some like base minutes, mm-hmm. whether you use them or not. Um, they could only contact me because I had those minutes on my phone. Mm. And so, yeah, they, that was really, that was an interesting part of the trip, unexpected, because I had to stop using my credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my mom had to continue Western union money for oh. the rest of the trip. Okay. Yeah. I also want to say thank you to the people on my trip who loaned me money Aww. until I could pay them back. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout-outs to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, uh, sorry, that was a sidetrack. I forgot no, it's okay. what the No, was. I was asking about you communicating with your family. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, with the the minutes thing, I think my mom called me once or twice Okay. Um, to use the minutes, but primarily we used um, the Wi-Fi in the guest house mm-hmm. and um, Skype. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Gotcha. Yeah, we were having, I would say we had a good time, and I was pretty tired, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't say I was necessarily, like, too homesick. And I do know, like, our professor, you know, she was just 
always communicating with the university, letting them know that we're safe, mm. everything's fine. Yeah. Because everyone was ready to pull us out. Like really? The second, yeah. Like, everyone was ready to pull us out if there was, like, just the hint of trouble. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of pressure. Yeah. She did a great job, you know, mm. really advocating for us and keeping us safe. Right. Yeah. yeah you were in good hands. Yeah, we That's were. Good. That's good. Um, I'm wondering if you remember uh, if there were any, like, scholarships that assisted you in participating in this program or any funding that you yeah. got outside of scholarships or yeah. anything um, of the like? Um, so, for the most part, I am very fortunate for my family to help me with mm-hmm. schooling. But um, I did receive a scholarship. Although it was after I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was, I applied, kind of just, my professor um, had forwarded me this email saying like, hey, the Turkish Coalition of America, they got scholarships Mm -hmm. for minority students. And by minorities, they said people of African, American heritage, Native American heritage and Hispanic heritage. Okay. They're, they have scholarships for um, people from those groups in America who travel to Turkey. Mm-hmm. So I applied, you know, didn't really hear anything back. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to let this stop me from going on the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, we were sitting in the middle of class one day, and I was on my computer, and I got this email saying, like, congratulations, like, you got a scholarship. Um, it was a... <laughs> like wow thanks I'm already here um, <laughs> um but it was for a thousand dollars so that's still nothing to scoff at you know yeah. everything everything helps right yeah okay nice so wait yeah. so you got it was it after you came back or while you were in Turkey while I was in there they while I was in Turkey yeah spot. I was just like oh, if I had been waiting on this right I wouldn't you would have been Ooh, yeah. yeah, you might have been out of luck. Yeah, but thankfully that wasn't the case. So. Yeah, okay. They had an office in Turkey, and so you know they did invite the award recipients there. Okay, so I got to meet them, and that was cool. Nice. Thank you, Turkish yeah. Coalition of America. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, and um, okay. Well, think about the experiences that you've had. I'm wondering, do you have any uh, advice for anyone looking to travel abroad or study abroad or to um, just travel more in general? Do you have any advice or any just Mm -hmm. like takeaways that you thought were personally uh, really relevant? Um, Always say um, please and thank. I think you should always learn at least please and thank you Mm -hmm. or whatever language you learn talk really like talk to people because mm-hmm. they're so insightful yeah so insightful like things that mm-hmm. you may not really even know about mm-hmm. or even like think about like if you really want a sense of like the country you're in yeah talk to people mm. um i would say if you're a person of color particularly if you're black or have dark skin mm-hmm. at least in the area was i i was at um kind of just be patient and kind of like go with the flow I think I had my picture taken like two or three times when I was in Turkey mm. and one like of, people asked you or you spotted people taking pictures of you you know I didn't spot anyone taking a picture oh, okay. of me but no they like kind of came up to me and then we wanted a picture oh, okay the most kind of crazy one was 
It was an Istanbul. I was walking by myself. Uh-huh. It's again, it's more, it's more touristy, so people are always walking. Um, but this couple, they had, they were walking. I was going one way. They were coming the other way, and they kind of like were like pointing at me and like talking at me. And they had a child with them, and they um, handed me their like screaming child. What? They're like crying child. And I was like holding the child, and they took a picture of me with this child. What? Yeah. So somewhere out there, there is a picture of me. What? With this I don't child. Know. <laughs> talking like, uh, like saying something i'm just like what what's what's going on oh my goodness they're just like here they're like handing me uh, their child like well that's bad parenting you don't just hand <laughs> your child to a stranger exactly. <laughs> um and the, yeah literally just like handed me like their child and mm-hmm. i like smiled and took a picture and you know at, i still wondered like what would have been the right response mm-hmm like, should I just said like, no and ran away? I, I don't know what should have been the proper response, yeah. but... It was so random. You didn't have time to think. I didn't. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I guess just for safety's sake, I'm like, okay, I'll just do this, get the picture, and then I can be on my way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's what I did. So, so I would say, like, patience. You know, you may get your picture taken. Tip, that was a crazy experience. Mm-hmm. Other times, it was just people kind of like, hey, like, can I get a picture of you? Mm-hmm. I don't see black people a lot. Mm-hmm. That's not what they said, but that's definitely what they were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I take a picture of you? And usually, it's pretty fine, and mm-hmm. it's nice. Um, so, I guess if you if you really, like, don't want to take your picture taken, figure out a way not to. And if not, just, you're going to get your picture taken, mm-hmm. potentially. <laughs> And, um, yeah, you know, one thing that I was very interesting while I was there is, like, a lot of people asked me if I was Nigerian. Hmm. They're, they're like, what are you? I'm like, I'm American. They'd be like, Nigerian? I'm like, no, I'm American. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting how, like, my identity seemed to change when I was overseas. Mm. Like, um, I didn't... I describe myself as, like, a black American. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, in Turkey, it seemed like they didn't really even have a concept that Americans could be black. Mm. And so I kept, you know, when I kept saying, like, I'm American, I'm American, it just, I just really, it never really hit me, like, yeah, I am American. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a black person yeah. in America, but I am an American. Mm-hmm. And that was just really really interesting so just you know patience would maybe explain to people like yeah like no i'm not nigerian yeah there are black people in america because of slavery (laughs) yeah there was a thing called american slavery yeah yeah Mm -hmm. literally had to explain that to someone Hmm. um so i would say if you're going over and you're black just be um patient but also know when to scan your ground where your boundaries yeah. are. But do it where you feel like you can be safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> and would you... Um, is Turkey a place that you'd recommend that people go? Would you personally like to go back to Turkey? Oh, I would I would definitely love to go back to Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's... Maybe... <laughs> I think it's such a 
great, like, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Istanbul's very fun. Um, but, you know, if you want, like, kind of quieter what it looks like, um, definitely, like, travel outside of Istanbul. Mm-hmm. My only concern right now is kind of the kind of autocratic mm-hmm. kind of policies going on right now. That has That's given me a few reservations. Um, so I definitely feel like I could definitely go to Istanbul. Maybe not travel too far into the country yet. Mm-hmm. Um, back again. But if I could go back, I absolutely would go back. Okay. Yeah. Nice. This is really... It's a good experience. That's good. Yeah. And are there any other places that you would really like to go to? And, I mean, do you have any um, travel plans coming up in the near future? Either international or domestic? I wish. Um, (laughs) It's my goal one day to go to Korea to see a friend. Hopefully in, like, Mm. a year or two. Korea is really nice. I counted black people when I was there, too. (laughs) I will always be doing that now. After Turk, I'm like, I'm always going to be doing this. <laughs> this no, Korea is there. Great. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely want to go. I want to go see a friend mm-hmm. there. I really um, want to spend a decent, at least a year mm-hmm. in time in South America or a Latin American speaking oh, yeah. country. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Spanish. Um, I don't practice it like I should. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like my dream. It's like my dream to learn seven languages. Realistically, I'm like, it'd probably be four. But even really, really realistically, it'd probably just be one. Mm. And I'm okay with that being sp- Spanish. But, you know, I think to really, like, grasp a language mm-hmm. and really, like, use it, kind of, like, have it stick, you have to be immersed mm-hmm. in that language. Yeah. Um, so hopefully one day, I don't know, I can do like a volunteer opportunity. We're just figuring out timing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd be yeah. really cool. I mean, you never know. You might get to four or seven, you know? But it's good to, that you want to be immersed in that way, you know? Yeah. And I hope you do find a way to be able to, uh, you know, spend a year or however much time in South America. Is there a specific country in South America that you're interested in? Um... Oh, that's a good question. I definitely want to go to Mexico mm-hmm. one day and go to Mexico City. Mm, that is a good question. kind of want to go to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Cuba. I also just want to go to these places, kind of like, really like, you know, see the culture mm-hmm. and everything. Not just use them for their languages. <laughs> that's I think that's horrible. Uh-huh. Um, but... You know, just see, you know, I don't know, do some type of social justice work. However, however best of use mm-hmm. I can be in another country yeah. when you're not a native of that country. Yeah. Well, I can also so hopefully like, yeah. learn a language, learn the language there. Right. Yeah. So any Spanish speaking country is like fair game for you. Yeah. Any yeah. Spanish speaking country is fair game right okay. now. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much for, uh, thank you so much again for um, sitting down to talk to me. Uh, I really appreciate all the great things you had to say. Thank um, you. Uh, final question: Is there anywhere online that you'd like people to uh, keep up with you or get in touch with you? Um, 
if you feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wish I could, but I'm a horrible millennial. I'm oh, that's right. You really, said you're yeah. not really a social media yeah, person. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I don't have Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've created an Instagram or a Twitter to do work-related things, and I've only used them once, and I've never used them again. Okay. Um, I have a Facebook, you know? Okay. It's just Marley Sherrard. Okay. Um, I have a LinkedIn (laughs) (laughs) that I also don't really use. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So people can catch you maybe sometimes occasionally (laughs) on Facebook or LinkedIn. Yes. Miley Sherrod. That's S-H-E-R-R-O-D. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. I'm really happy to talk with you. And um, thanks for doing this. This is great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to stop recording right All right, y'all. There it is. Thanks to Marley for being such a wonderful guest. And I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you like what you've been hearing so far, then please continue to listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Acast, or Stitcher. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for next week, I have a friend of mine on as the guest whom I've known since high school, middle school, let's say middle school. Um, (laughs) I've known this person for quite a while and she studied literature in undergrad, uh, concentrating on Chinese and Japanese literature. And so while in undergrad, she studied abroad twice in Japan. Uh, Once to study Japanese language in Kyoto, and then another time to study um, literature in Tokyo. So you'll hear all about that next week. But until then, thank you so much for listening and Talk to you next time.